This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. A video of the talk is also available along with more downloads at our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk or join us in person at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. Right, good afternoon everybody. Before we actually go into Daniel chapter 5, I want to go to a couple of passages from the prophecy of Isaiah that anticipate the events that are recorded in Daniel chapter 5. And you'll see how God knew what was going to happen uh, well before it happened. I want to go first of all to the Isaiah chapter 14. The events in Daniel chapter 5 occurred in the city of Babylon and Daniel was in captivity there and in cha- but in chapter 14 Isaiah long before Babylon came to any great power uh, he prophesied concerning uh, Babylon Isaiah chapter 14 uh, and verse 4 uh, Thou shalt take up this proverb against the king of Babylon and say How hath the oppressor ceased and the golden city ceased? So he's talking about the uh, ascent of Babylon uh, the golden city um, and being an oppressor uh, to its downfall well verse 12 goes on to say so we're talking about Babylon uh, how art thou fallen from heaven O Lucifer son of the morning how art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations so Lucifer son of the morning the the light uh, he is the one uh, who was the uh, uh, the great power uh, of the time but how art thou cut down to the ground which did, did weaken the nation so clearly Babylon was going to re- achieve great power but it was going to be brought down uh, verse 13 says for thou hast said in thine heart I will ascend unto heaven I will exalt my throne above the stars of God I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north he was thought he was the greatest and uh, he was going to exalt himself uh, and then uh, verse 14 he goes on I will ascend above the heights of the clouds I will be like the most high uh, God in heaven uh, he claimed he thought that he would be like him but then verse 15 yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Now the Bible, the Hebrew word for hell there is the word Sheol, and it means a hidden place. Uh, the first time we hear about it is in the uh, time of Abraham uh, when his wife died, uh, and he said, uh, "I wanted to." He wanted to bury his his dead out of his sight, uh, and that's what the word Sheol means—a place. Uh, a Uh, a place a hidden place Uh, and it really refers to the grave Uh, generally when we read of hell in the bible it's talking about the grave in some form or another so babylon was going to exalt and it was going to be brought down and uh, that was under the name of lucifer Uh, if we go on now to 
the 45th chapter, we have another prophecy which is remarkable in itself, uh, again foreshadowing things that uh, for over a hundred years uh, later, uh, Isaiah chapter 45 and verse 1, Thus saith the Lord to his anointed. So uh, the word for anointed is what we call Messiah. Uh, the Lord to his Messiah, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holden. Now Cyrus was the name of a Persian general. Uh, he eventually became king, uh, the ruler uh, of Persia. But his name is given to over a hundred years before he was born. So here is a remarkable prophecy to Cyrus, uh, and it's God's anointed. God has anointed him to, what's he going to do? Um, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holden, to subdue nations before him, I will loose the loins of kings. Just notice that phrase, I will loose the loins of kings, to open before him the two-leaved gates, and the gates shall not be shut. I will go before thee, verse 2, and make the crooked places straight, I will break in pieces the gates of brass, and cut in sunder the bars of iron. So Cyrus was going to be able to take a city, um, and this city was going to be Babylon, and in the process he was going to loose the loins of kings, uh, the gates uh, should not be shut, and, well, let's go on to Daniel chapter 5 now then, because by this time Cyrus the Persian general was outside the gates of the city. He had diverted the river that flowed through the city, the river Euphrates, and he, um, uh, he diverted them round so that the riverbed was dried up. Inside Babylon, they trusted in the walls. They were massive walls, impregnable, they thought. Uh, two or three chariots could rise, uh, ride abreast round the top of these walls. They were massive, and they trusted in these walls. The king at the time was a man called uh, Nabonidus. Uh, he was off uh, out of the city, and Belshazzar, uh, his son, was there, uh, who was the the one who's ruling in his stead. Right, verse 1 of Daniel chapter 5. Belshazzar the king made a great feast to a thousand of his lords and drank wine before the thousand. Here's a great celebration, a great feast. That phrase occurs four times in the Bible, uh, and here is one of them. Um, so it was a, a great celebration, uh, a thousand of his lords, and so it was a, a great feast that they were having at the time. Oh, verse 2, 
Belshazzar, whilst he tasted the wine, commanded to bring the golden and silver vessels which his father Nebuchadnezzar, or his grandfather Nebuchadnezzar, had taken out of the temple which was in Jerusalem, that the king and his princes and his wives and his concubines might drink therein. The sacred vessels out of the temple at Jerusalem that had been taken away into Babylon and they began to drink. His wives and his concubines, all his uh, courtiers could drink out of the sacred vessels of the temple in Jerusalem. So verse 3 says, Then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God, which was at Jerusalem. And the king and his princes, his wives and his concubines, drank in them. You can imagine the debauchery that was involved in this great feast. Verse 4 says, They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and silver, of brass, of iron, of wood and of stone. Interesting. There was a dream that Nebuchadnezzar had had that had an idol of gold and silver and brass and iron uh, in his uh, dream and it was that that was broken to pieces by the establishment of uh, the God of heaven the God of heaven was going to set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed it was going to destroy all these kingdoms well uh, they praised the gods of gold of silver brass and of course they don't exist these gods that they worshipped were non-existent. They just had as part of their propaganda uh, that they were powerful and they thought that uh, they could uh, praise their gods that they had made. Verse 5, In the same hour came forth fingers of a man's hand and wrote against, over against the lampstand the, uh, upon the plaster of the wall or the chandelier upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace and the king saw the part of the hand that wrote so it was on the wall the hand that wrote so it's writing on the wall verse 6 says then the king's countenance was changed. You can just imagine the drunken state that he was in. The king's countenance was changed and his thoughts troubled him. So the joints of his loins were loosed. Isaiah chapter 45. And his knees smote one against the other. Well, what a remarkable fulfilment of prophecy this was. Well, verse 7. The king cried aloud to bring in the astrologers, the Chaldeans, the soothsayers. The king spake and said to the wise men of Babylon, Whosoever shall read this writing and show me the interpretation thereof shall be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about his neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Why the third ruler? 
Well, his father Nabonidus was the uh, the supreme ruler. He was the next. He was going to be uh, the whoever would do it uh, was going to be made the third ruler in the kingdom. So they'd want to do it. Then came in all the king's wise men, but they could not read the writing nor make known to the king the interpretation thereof. They couldn't even read it. Can you just imagine Belshazzar, verse 9, Then was King Belshazzar greatly troubled. His countenance was changed in him, and his lords were astonished. He was really perplexed. Well, there's an answer to this. Verse 10. Now the queen, by reason of the words of the king and his lords, came unto the banquet house. In verse 12, she says, For as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding and interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubts were found in the same Daniel whom the king named Belteshazzar. That's interesting. Uh, in Daniel chapter 1, uh, his, his name was changed to Belteshazzar. And through the previous chapters, uh, he's been referred to, certainly by the king of Babylon, as Belteshazzar. Well, uh, here she calls him Daniel. Um, uh, thou art thou that Daniel? Daniel, incidentally, means the judgment of God. Quite relevant when you think of what the uh, the writing on the wall was about. Uh, Daniel brought it was brought in. Uh, sorry, uh, dissolving is found in the same Daniel, uh, whom the king named Belteshazzar. Now let Daniel be called, and he will show the interpretation. Well. Um, verse 16 is brought in and uh, the king says to him verse 16 uh, I have heard of thee that thou canst make interpretations and dissolve doubts now if thou canst read the writing and make known to me the interpretation thereof thou shalt be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about thy neck and thou shalt be the third ruler in the kingdom then Daniel answered and said before the king, Let thy gifts be to thyself, and give thy rewards to another. Yet I will read the writing unto the king, and make known to him the interpretation. So Daniel says, Don't worry about the, uh, the rewards. I'm going to read the writing and make known to the king the interpretation. So verse 18. O king, the most high God gave Nebuchadnezzar thy father a kingdom and majesty and honour and glory and honour. Notice that it was the God of heaven that had given Nebuchadnezzar this power. Um, Verse 19, 
and for the majesty that he gave him all people nations and languages trembled and feared before him whom he would he slew and whom he would he kept alive and whom he would he set up and whom he would he put down he was a great powerful ruler but verse 20 when his heart was lifted up and his mind hardened in pride he was deposed from his kingly throne and they took his glory from him all this is recorded in the fourth chapter of Daniel uh, and you can read the, the detail there so verse 21 says he was driven from the sons of man and his heart was made like the beasts and his dwelling was with the wild asses they fed him with grass like oxen and his body was wet with the dew of heaven till he knew that the most high God ruled in the kingdom of men and that he appointed over it whomsoever he will this great powerful ruler was made to know that it's the God of heaven that is the great power in the kingdom of man and so verse 22 and thou his son or grandson O Belshazzar hast not humbled thine heart though thou knewest all this he himself had exalted himself. They drank wine out of the sacred vessels of the temple. Verse 23 But hast lifted up thyself against the Lord of heaven, and they have brought thee the, brought the vessels of his house before thee, and thou and thy lords and thy wives and thy concubines have drunk wine in them. And thou hast praised the gods of silver and gold, of brass, wood, iron and wood and stone, which see not, nor hear, nor know, and the God in whose hand thy breath is, and whose are all thy ways, hast thou not glorified. Just incidentally, just notice the difference in the order. It says the, um, of silver, of gold, of brass, of iron and wood, the the, the gold power of Babylon was about to be superseded by the silver power of the Medes and Persians uh, and so the, um, the, the silver is mentioned first there but the, the real God uh, he's not glorified and so then was the part of the hand sent from him and this writing was written okay so this is the writing uh, verse 25 and this is the writing that was written many many tekel yufazin and this is the interpretation so he's, he's read the writing what's it mean the interpretation verse 26 this is the interpretation of the thing Many, God hath numbered thy kingdom and finished it. So, God has brought the kingdom to an end. It's been numbered and it's finished. Verse 27, Tekel, 
Thou art weighed in the balances and art found wanting. So, in the, some of the uh, superstitions, uh, there was weighing in the balances, and um, the uh, if you went down, then uh, then you'd add it. Well, thou art weighed in the so it's numbered, numbered, weighed. Uh, verse twenty-seven, and then verse twenty-eight, Perez, thy kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and Persians. Numbered, numbered, weighed, divided. And so the kingdom was going to come to an end. And the interpretation was given to Belshazzar. The seeing of this hand caused his knees to knock together. And here was the judgment of God. The meaning of the name of Daniel. Numbered, numbered, weighed, divided. Well, verse 29. Then commanded Belshazzar, and they clothed Daniel with scarlet, put a chain of gold about his neck, and made a proclamation concerning him that he should be the third ruler in the kingdom. Verse 30 says, That night was Belshazzar the king of the Chaldeans slain so that was the end of him he was brought to the grave he was the Lucifer that was spoken of in Isaiah chapter 14 he'd exalted himself among the gods but he's brought down to hell to the grave in that night was Belshazzar the king of the Chaldean slain. And Darius the Median took the kingdom, being about threescore and two years old. Cyrus was the general by whom the city was taken, but it was Darius who was the first of the kings of the Medes and Persians. After Darius the Median, the rulers were all Persians. So what about the writing on the wall then? The writing on the wall meant there was a terrible disaster coming. And that's really what is meant by somebody talking about the writing on the wall. It all comes from the Bible. And it all shows the evidence that God is in control of the affairs of mankind. It is God that is able to bring rulers to power however evil they themselves are he's also able to take them away again to fulfil his purpose and we're told that his purpose is to establish a kingdom that will fill the earth with his glory and that's what the Bible tells us about and we can be part of that kingdom if we read the Bible and obey the command of the gospel as far as this so called civilization is concerned the writing is on the wall for them it will not be long before our civilization is taken out of the way and the God of heaven will establish a kingdom the Lord Jesus Christ is going to come back 
and he's going to overcome the kingdoms of this world and they're going to be the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ as the book of Revelation tells us. So that's where we get the saying, the writing on the wall from. We hope you enjoyed that talk. For more downloads, videos, information about what we believe and details of our meeting times, go to our website, ormskirtchristadelphians.org.uk. Thank you.